What defines crazy? One way Urban Dictionary defines crazy is someone who will go against the rules. A person who acts in a manner that normal society does not approve of. We would add that crazy can be defined as enigmatic, meaning mysterious or speaking in riddles, often misunderstood. God tells us in Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yet even though he is enigmatic, he tells us in seven places in scripture that if we seek him, we will find him when we search with all of our heart. Journey with us as we seek him and explore the evidence that confirms God be crazy. Welcome back to God Be Crazy. Today, we are talking about our Father, God the Father, and how we relate to Him, who He is to us, how He relates to us, how He speaks our language. You know, we just celebrated Father's Day, Mm -hmm. and Father's Day is a bittersweet day for, I'm sure, lots of people because um, we all have father wounds and parent wounds because our parents are people and they parent imperfectly right just as we do and so that that word father can sometimes be associated with negative experiences or negative connotations it's it's you know our earthly father does impact how we view a heavenly father And that word father can be tainted by the experiences we've had with our own dads. In my practice as a counselor, I run into this all the time. Yeah. Where um, I ask about people's openness to um, a higher power or God, because I think that is a part of our personality, often neglected in the therapy setting, and it's a big part of us. And so what we believe about that, how we connect to that or not, and um, often find that trauma and specifically trauma with the father, biological or stepdad. Um, or even someone who just fills that role in your life. Right. Is a male figure, a father figure, impacts someone's ability to connect to an earthly father, or a, excuse me, a heavenly father. And so sometimes people are not interested at all whatsoever because they're like, okay, the flesh and blood that I've known on this earth, Mm -hmm. the people I can see or the dad I know on this earth who is capable of seeing me and should be capable of loving me, if, if that is bad, if he can't do that, why would I want something I can't see? Why would I trust someone who's this like pie in the sky, elusive creature? You know, I don't even trust the thing I can see in front of my face. I should be able to count on the dad who, if anyone loves me, my dad should be able to love me. If he can't do that, why would this celestial being is what they think, you know, or this higher power, why would that be someone I'd be able to put my trust in? And so, and I understand that. I mean, that's that's a valid experience. Um, and at the same time, I, I feel called in my own life to separate my earthly father, who's a man, who is flawed, mm-hmm. who has sin um, in his life and um, wrestles with it. Thankfully, my dad is a, a godly man who 
is humble and can admit whenever he's wrong. He was not always that way. <laughs> Much young, he's matured a lot, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, but some daddies can't do that. And um, it impacts your ability to connect to a heavenly father. And so I do think it's our job. I feel like it's my job, certainly, to separate out who is who. Just because they have that title doesn't mean that they're at all (laughs) the same. And so um, we generalize when we're traumatized or hurt by people or things or experiences. Sometimes we generalize that to everybody to protect ourselves and um i i think it's very important just that we recognize that people are people full of sin and god is just not not god that god is not like us he doesn't function like us and so for me um i recognize that all men and women but all people have the capacity to hurt us and god doesn't do that. Like we may perceive that he's doing that because he doesn't choose certain things that we want him to choose. God disappoints us, let's be honest. You know, he doesn't always well, do what we yeah, want him to that's do. Because we don't get what we want. Right. So right. in with that being the case, then the flaw is in me. Right. You know? <laughs> it's not with God. But we may perceive and blame God for things that really it's just God knows and does things that are above our ability and pay, above our pay grade. But it's very helpful for me in my own faith journey to separate out my earthly dad and um, who God really is, the character and nature of God. Numbers twenty three nineteen has been a verse that I've hung my, like, um, I've been, I guess, grounded by in so many places in my life as I've grown as a Christian. And that is that God is not a man that he should lie. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Like, he can't betray you. He can't sin against you. And that comforts me so much and makes me, um, I come into agreement with the truth that he is, because of who he is, because he can't stab you in the back and betray you and lie to you or promise things and take it away, he is the only one that we can trust. So to me, I'm like, well, if you look at it just logically, like, this is the way to go, you know? And what I do also to help myself, um, to keep myself in a clear place of truth is I write down when God shows up in my life. I mark it in a prayer journal when he, and when he shows me in his own specific, in my own specific way, when he speaks my language, I write it down and make a, a note of it. And I come back to it when I'm doubting him. Or when I'm mad at him, because he disappoints me sometimes. But it's, that's my fault, not his. You know, he he is he knows what he's doing, and I don't. And so I go back to that and remind me of who he is and the character of who he is. Whenever I get, you know, whenever I whenever I doubt or when I just dis- get discouraged. So what about you, friend? I know that we don't connect to him in the same way. In fact, very differently. Yeah, I have always found my relationship with God to be through the friend door. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes, but for me, and God knew this because he knows me better than anyone, and he knows my heart, and just like he knows all of us, he knew that 
in order to reach me, he would have to come to me a different way. And for me, it wasn't through being a father figure. It was through being my friend. Mm -hmm. And that friendship has developed between he and I and that my love for him has grown that way. And now I can recognize different aspects of who he is. Mm -hmm. He's God, but he plays lots of roles in all of our lives, including father and I can accept that for what it is now better than I could in the beginning. And I've still got a lot of work to do in that department. But mm-hmm. he knew exactly where to reach me. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of the relationships that we have with God, all of us. Because he comes to us and meets us where we are. He speaks our language. Exactly. He doesn't talk to you the same way he talks to me. I can connect to him pretty easily as a dad. You don't. No. He would be a dum-dum if he came to you and approached you as though he's your dad. And he is your all-knowing heavenly father. That doesn't connect for you. No, it doesn't. Because of my past and my abuse history, um, the place... And people that made me feel the most loved and seen and secure were my friends. Mm. And because of that, God knew that if I wanted, if I was going to be able to trust him or to feel safe and secure in that bond that he made with me, he had to meet me at that friend level where he could show me that Who he was, was more than that. Eventually, that's what he showed me. But in the beginning, he just had to get an in. And to get in with me, it had to be right there. Because growing up, I didn't trust the adults in my life very much. You know, they were inconsistent and they had a lot going on in their own lives. And because of that, and you know, their concerns were on other things. And because of that... I found my safety and security in my friends. They were your safe place. Yeah. So he mirrored safety. Mm -hmm. That's how he showed up. And I think it's important for everyone listening to recognize how does God show up for you? Exactly. Where is that for you? It may not be through the door of father because that door is barred. (laughs) Uh, It may be through the friend door. It may be through the mother door. It may be through a teacher. It may be through a mentor. It could be through a lot of people or a lot of, you know, um, I guess the way, like, it doesn't have to be necessarily even a person. It's just like um, the way for me certain times, and this does not happen all the time, but at key moments in my life, God has spoken in my own mind in such a gentle way. Voice, I recognize that voice. You know, he said, my sheep Sheep know know my voice. (laughs) Yeah, know my voice. When he speaks to me, there is a countenance that is unlike any other voice I've ever heard in, not either outside of me or inside in, in a voice. It is so specific and it's gentle and it's affirming, meaning like, um, it, 
even if it has bad news, it speaks in a gentle way. <laughs> like even when he gives me information or comforts me in a way that is not necessarily what I want to hear. Or is, maybe even gets on to you. Yes, that's true. Even whenever he is convicting me or correcting me, it is done in such a kind and loving way that I can hear it. Mm-hmm. And obviously people, there's no person that I think can do it like that. I mean, he knows exactly what to say and the countenance in which to say it and the timing in which to say right. it. That's that's correction perfected. And I can hear that voice. I know that voice loves me and his his nature is loving and his goal is to correct and bring me back into a relationship with him which is my language. I don't respond well to authority figures who just want me to obey because they want control over me. Yeah. And as much as... I also don't respond well. I also don't respond well to that. I don't think many people do, you know. I have not met many people that say, I'm real, like the way to really reach me is to lord control over me and exert your power over me. And then I feel comfortable and safe and I'll comply. I don't think most people do that. Um, we had a saying, one of my professors in college used to say, rules without relationship equal rebellion. Yeah. And I connect to that. I think most people would. <clears throat> um, I wanted a relationship. You know, I obviously have a mom and a dad, and they were married until my mom passed away, and they parented very differently. And they parented each of us siblings very differently. But how my dad chose to parent, he was raised in a family where you obey the parent because that's what the parent, that's who the parent is. Parents are to be obeyed and children are to be obedient. And that's the way it is, period. There is no negotiation of rules or boundaries. It is my way because I am who I am. And my mom did not parent that way. My mom said, I am in, I'm in charge. However, there are times when you get to have a voice, and we may consider what you want, or we may consider it was negotiable. I mean, I knew at the end of the day, her voice and her her way was the way. She was in charge, but there was a way in which she went about it that sent the message to me that the relationship and the connection was very valued. Right. And my dad, I think he had good intentions, but his the motive was just to get me to obey. And he didn't care how the means, as long as the end was, I was compliant. And God knew, gosh, <laughs> that is not going to reach me. I will rebel from that. I mean, I may comply, but you'll, I'll, in the process of that compliance, you will not have a connection to me. I right. will not feel safe with you. I will not c- come to you. Thankfully, um, I've repaired, we've repaired that. My dad is a, a dad who can hear Thankfully, the voice of correction is not always that way. I couldn't always speak to my dad. Well, you know, my dad was much the same in in the regard of, you're going to do what I want when I want, and I'm the final authority. And that also didn't work well for me. But there was another part of my dad that I connected to a lot. You know, I mean, he took time to teach me how to play sports and fix things and you know he always made time to take me with him whenever he was going places like I I could tag along and you know something else that really sticks out for me um when I was a little kid I used to like to ride we had a riding lawnmower that was like I don't know in the 90s y'all it was old and it was janky 
And, <laughs> and um, but I liked it. I liked to ride it. I liked to pretend it was my car. And I would take it and I would, dad would let me drive the lawnmower like it, like it was my bicycle or car or whatever. You know, I'd pretend it was my car. I'd take it down the road. I'd go visit my <laughs> friends and I'd drive the lawnmower down there, you know. And I would just play in my yard. Like I'm going grocery shopping or whatever and going, mm-hmm. you know, in our fake grocery store in, in the yard. And um, it's funny because as, as you and I were sitting here talking about this today, it just dawned on me that. I had such good memories on the lawnmower that dad taught me to drive and let me drive in there. We had a bonding moment over this lawnmower and it just connected to me that also one of my, as an adult, one of my places where God speaks to me is when I mow the yard. I love to mow the yard and when I do... I have my biggest wrestle time with God. It's my it's one of my favorite prayer times is when I'm mowing the yard. And it just kind of makes me smile a little bit mm-hmm. and also tear up, you know, like God showing me that that little connection. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like I I saw this. I saw you as a kid and I'm meeting you still where you are cuz mm-hmm. that lawnmower when I was a little kid brought a lot of joy to me and to this yeah. day, as an adult, it may it genuinely makes me happy to mow my yard. Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you're not sure how to turn it into reality? You need Ready, Set, Podcast. They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish your idea. They have prices to fit any budget and options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. So if you have an idea, reach out to them for a free consultation on their website or social media at www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. I do know that. Because <laughs> whenever, on days that you mow, you're like, I get to mow my yard and I'm going to mow my grandma's yard and I get to mow my uncle's I yard. And I'm like, oh, yay, you get to be in a lawnmower all the live long day. Who would want to do that in Me. 100 degree weather? You. <laughs> and that's why we just made that connection yeah. that it was where your earthly father and your heavenly father collide. Yes. It's your two, you know, those, those two um, points of safety that meet together. And Every time you have had lawnmower time with the Holy Spirit, I'm like, what did he say? You know, like, <laughs> what'd you get this time? What did, how did he comfort you? What did he say? I want to know, you know, I know that that's a, when I go to my special place and my secret place with God, you're like, well, how was your time? Yes. You know, like whenever you have that. How's that, purple blanket? Yeah. It's like, um, it's like when Christ was on the cross, he cried out, Abba Father. And while we were looking at that verse the other day, I was I was like, what literally does that mean? Like, and so I was like, it, it, what was he really saying? And so after digging into it, we found out that Abba me is the Aramaic word for father, but the meaning behind that Abba Father Abba was he was saying, I have an intimate relationship with you. That was that that phrase meant, hey, you're you're not just my dad, you are, we are, we are close. You know me well. I know you well. We are, we are connected. We have an intimate bond. And those, that's your, I have a father moment as a lawnmower. Yeah. (laughs) 
he can find you anywhere. And that's how he spoke to you is he's like, I see how much you love this lawnmower. <laughs> and I will come find you right on the lawnmower in your happy place. And, and my, not, and, you know, whenever I have a gripe or a hurt or am, am angry about something mm-hmm, or like I want to pick with, with God, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I have something I want to talk to him about that I don't, I'm not agreeing with you yet, Lord. You know, mm-hmm. like I cross my arms and do my little teenager fit. Like, I know if I go get on the lawnmower, he's probably going to tell me <laughs> what I, what I need to get out of that, you know? The Spirit of God comes down on the riding lawnmower and speaks your language. Yeah. You know, that's not the only ways that he speaks to me. There are others, obviously. He, a lot of times, will give me, I've talked about this before, the note cards. I get note cards or I get a vision and he just shows me things. And, you know, back in November, you and I were talking and together. And as we were talking, I kept seeing this sign it was it was the word god but it was upside down and backwards and i was like what is this you know i was like i do not understand Mm -hmm. what this is about and sometimes you and i we have whenever we're together and things like this come up we play detective and (laughs) (laughs) like what are you doing why are you keep showing he was showing you, so I didn't see it. Right. You were explaining it to me, and I was like, what is that? And you were like, it's like this. And it looks like dog. Yeah, well, and- I mean, it's 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 the word God, all caps, written upside down and backwards. Yeah. And, you know, God written backwards is dog. And I knew, I knew that consciously, but I was just like, doesn't make any sense. He's telling me dog. No, he's not telling me dog. What is this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we start exploring all the things that can be, and we're praying, and we're asking, God, what is this? You know, and then he reveals to me what he's saying, mm-hmm. you know, and he says, this is all me. You know, I am asking y'all to find me and seek me in this. It feels upside down and backwards to y'all, but I am in it, mm-hmm. and in all of this with y'all. It may seem odd to you and definitely odd to others, (laughs) but I'm here. You know, and he he was like, I am here. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I'm in this. Do you see me in this? Then he does that. And that's something that he does with me a lot. He will tell me something or show me something or lead me to something in scripture or in prayer. And then he'll say, do you see me in this or where am I in this? He's mm-hmm. wanting me to know he's there. But for me and because of who I am, sometimes I need it like, hey, tap on the shutter. Do you see me? Mm-hmm. Where am I? Mm-hmm. Find me in this. Yeah, it's a riddle. You know, we called this we call this podcast God Be Crazy because he's crazy. He's enigmatic. He speaks in riddles. It's not always in black and white terms. He doesn't show up and say, I'm going to explain everything to you. He makes you do a little work. Find me in this crazy. (laughs) Yes. Find me in this crazy was the message. And I know whenever that came down, I know for me, I needed to hear that too, because some of the things that he was leading us to and asking us to do, I'm like, this is not what I wanted or not what I planned. This is weird. Right. Like I, I it's strange. And so this was him confirming it's me. Pay attention. Just because it's in a weird package, you have to seek a little. You have to do your detective work a little. You have to meet me here. I'm not just going to hand everything to you. Right. You're going to have to seek it out. And so when he said this, it was, I mean, it, it was 
he he used this way in your way to speak to me as well. Right. And well, and he also <laughs> said, yeah. He also said something else that speaks to you. Yes. And that is, he yeah. said, "I got y'all. You're my babies." Yeah. And that that's my language. That's your language. Because a few months prior to that, I knew how how sad I was about my babies and wanting protection for my babies. And he came to me and said, I got them. I got your babies. That gentle voice I I was talking about earlier just came out of nowhere. I was not praying or seeking him. I was just, you know, I think I was cooking dinner. We were standing, we were in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And he just said, I got in the sweetest little, I got your babies. And I was just like, "Ah," you know, and then he comes back months later and says, I got y'all. You're my babies. Yeah. And I was like, you are the sweetest ever. <laughs> like, and I know, like, this is, we- that's a weird way to get in, and hearing these things or seeing these things, it's very specific. And I know not everybody gets it that way. So if you're listening to this, you're like, I don't hear that sweet little voice in my head. And yeah. I don't drive a lawnmower and hear, I don't get note cards with words right. and scripture on it to encourage me. But he will speak your language. And right. the message that we got from this upside down and backwards God was you have to seek him. He is not, it. this is not easy sometimes. Yes. You have to do your part. He's asking us to do things. And whenever he's asked, he's like, I'm going to move, I'm going to do my part, but you have to show up just right. like this podcast. Podcasting is not a, a, a safety place for me. It's not no. something I naturally would have found on my own or done on my own. But and every time we do it, there's a little bit of a struggle there yep. because it's not something that I would just go do nope. and I, and and feel super comfortable in. But and so he's like, listen, it's an act of faith. Every episode is an act and of obedience. faith. <laughs> yeah, because we don't. We know that he's going to show up, but there's still the, oh, we have to show up too. Right. You really have to get your head in a place where you're like, okay, what does he want me to do? I'm going to submit to that. This is, there are lots of other things I could be doing with my day or my night. And this is what I have to choose to give up this time because this is my, this is how I'm seeking and this is how I'm being obedient. It's not just... You just show up and everything happens and you don't have to put forth the effort. And um, so he does all the things, though, and he has the toughest job. He really does, even though sometimes we would argue that ours is pretty tough. <laughs> we do know that he, he a has the toughest because he only just has, a, we only just have ourselves. Mm-hmm. He has everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. And for you that are listening today, you might be listening to this podcast exactly because this is the language he needs to speak to you. This is the message he needs you to hear. We pray that every episode we do, we ask God, what do you yeah. want the people to know? Like, you know, the ears and hearts that are going to be hearing this message. What do you want to say to them? And so if your body is getting shaken up because you're hearing this message, like I don't hear God, I want to hear God, or I, I don't know how to relate to him. You, My prayer is that you would ask Ask him to speak your language. Well, and wait, I just want to, just as you said that, I just got this. If you are going, oh, God, I want to hear you. Maybe this is God saying, (laughs) I'm speaking to you. Yeah. Do you see me in this? Do you hear me? Mm -hmm. Find me in this crazy. He's saying to Mm -hmm. you right now, even. Yeah. I'm talking to you. 
You're like, yeah. You need to continue. Do yeah. do what I said to do. Yeah. Follow me. Read the Bible. Talk to people who believe. Like he will lead you. Mm-hmm. It your situation may be upside down and backwards, just like the way you saw those letters. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean he's not in it, and that doesn't mean that he's not leading you in it. He he may be looking. You may be looking at your crazy situation and going, "This is just a giant mess," <laughs> and or God is leading you to do something that looks like it would be an even giant, a bigger giant mess. Or it may be it may be seem crazy to you, but to other people, it looks really crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know how that is. Yeah. But will you follow me when other people talk badly about you or make wrong assumptions about what it mm-hmm. is you're up to? You got to keep following. I mean, you don't got to. It's your choice. But right. you you have to decide uh, when people misunderstand or yep. assume, are you going to let chatter and noise or what someone else doesn't understand because they didn't get what you got? Right. You know, when you got this, he's speaking directly to you. I'm here. This is me. You can trust this process even when it doesn't seem logical to you. And then people on the outside can go, oh, are you sure you want to do that? That wouldn't be so smart. Because he literally said, it may seem odd to you and definitely others. Mm -hmm. He just straight told me. Get on the crazy path, sister. That's what he said. Stay on the crazy path. And, I mean, we're still called to test the spirits. We're still called to test yeah. with the information. If we get information oh, that, and we contrad- test everything. Uh-huh, that contradicts the word of God, uh, we're not going down that road. But I think this is a message not just for us. It's a message for everybody. Seek me and you will find me when you search with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Even though it may look a little bit crazy, here I am and I will speak your language. He will find people wherever the Bible isn't, he'll show up in a dream. Wherever the Bible isn't, he'll find a way to to, to reach people and speak truth or to guide them in their lives. And especially so much more, he says that even evil parents know how to give good gifts to their kids. How much more? Will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And we ask for him to provide his guidance and his wisdom and his, um, his, <laughs> he knows everything. So we want that. We want that. We want that direction mm-hmm. that he can provide. Mm-hmm, that discernment. And so um, I find it interesting, too, as well, in this scripture, it's, it's Luke 11, and um, he says, that he does this when we ask. Uh, it's interesting that he didn't just say, like, everybody gets it. You know, he says, it's available to you when you ask. Kind of a similar message that he gave you with the God backwards and upside down is seek me in this. Find me in this. Put some effort in, please. Yes. You know, in earthly relationships, it takes effort Yes. for there to be a healthy relationship. You can't just sit by and go, oh, great, I got a good marriage. Didn't even put any effort into it. Just showed up on my doorstep. You know, yeah. that's not how relationships work. Right. If earthly relationships require your effort, your wisdom, you to be a student of communication, a student of relationships, learn about yourself, be humble, sacrifice. Um, If that's true between two humans, how much more is that going to be true in when you're pursuing the creator and sustainer of the earth? And by the way, you, 
This is the, the entity. This is God of all gods who says, I made you. I know everything about you. I want communion with you. You do have to put forth some effort. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say if you're like, well, I don't hear the voice of God, I, I would encourage you to look very closely and examine how, how much are you seeking God? How much of your effort and time and energy is focused on hearing him, pursuing him? You typically get out what you put in. In mm -hmm. fact, I think we get out better what we put in. Sometimes when I've been um, <laughs> not very good in relationship with God, he will still find me and chase me down and pursue me and love me. So he's, he treats us a lot better than we treat him. That's for sure. That's for sure. So um, I would encourage everyone to examine how we talk about how we see God through our earthly fathers or how we don't. Um, and I would just ask you to check in with your own story and see if there are any barriers due to your own trauma history or your own relationship history that impact and influence your ability to connect to God and take that to him and ask him to separate that out. And if you need help, go to a trauma therapist that will help you because trauma does generalize beliefs. It, trauma changes our core beliefs, how we see ourselves, how we see other people, and how we see God. And if you're stuck in a position where you believe a lie about God or others or yourself, you might need a little help. You might need more help than just um, the basic, just hearing the truth. You need to get the truth in your heart. And when you reprocess pain and trauma, it does help you change perspectives. It helps you see what is actually true, not what you've believed. So search your heart. Let the Holy Spirit guide your steps. He's a good father. Thanks for listening to the God Be Crazy podcast. If the message of the podcast resonates with you, please make sure to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. We also encourage you to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. By doing this, you may help others hear the podcast as well. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or just share it the good old fashioned way. Talk about it with the people in your life. It is our hope that you will be blessed and strengthened by the truth and crazy love of God. 